The world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, Sharla. Good morning, Angela Yee. Did you wake up and thank young Draco for another day of life? You think that's the first thing I thought when I woke up? It's Friday! Now, DJ Envy is in South Africa. Oh, Envy went to South Africa? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, so he'll be back, I guess, after Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday. First of all, you don't just up and go to South Africa. He does it all okay. the time. That is that is true. What part is what part of South Africa? He exactly. probably went to Johannesburg, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh man, I'm jealous. I love Johannesburg. Drop on the clues bonds for Johannesburg. I went in December. It was amazing. I can't wait to go back. Yes, I went in September. I felt like I didn't have enough time. I was just talking about that yesterday. I needed like a, at least a month. I know. I think I was there for like four or five days, but the days are very long in Africa. I don't know if it's the time difference what? or what it is. They just seem longer in Africa for some reason, to me anyway. It felt too short to me, but it is a long flight to get there. And then when you land, there is a time difference and all of that. So it that feels like you miss true. a whole day. But that's what, I'm, I'm shocked that you did not get on your knees this morning and thank Soldier Boy for another day of life. That didn't happen? <laughs> It didn't, but I was looking at some of Soldier Boy's interviews yesterday. I saw him on, he was on Everyday Struggle. I saw a clip of that when he, uh, he got cursed, Wayno very cursed out Wayno and academics. Yes, but then he <laughs> apologized too. Yeah. I was actually watching Soldier Boy's movie last night. How was it? I didn't get through the whole thing. I got through like the first 30 minutes, but I'm going to tell you something, man. It's real. It's a documentary, so it talks about how you know he he first like really started, and he talks about his background. Mm-hmm. And his his mom was on was on drugs, and like he was living with his grandparents. Like it's it's quite interesting for everything that's going on around him now. For him to put that documentary out, I don't know when he's gonna put it out. It, it's really cementing his story. You must and not I'm have re- never really followed Soldier Boy like that. I mean, I did, but it's just a very detailed documentary. <laughs> like you don't, it's it's actually kind of deep for for lack of a better for lack of a better term. Someone called me and was like, "I want to give Soldier Boy a deal." Somebody called me. Listen, I had three people hit me yesterday and said he want to book Soldier Boy. So what <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking about? So, so he knew what he was doing working. when he came up here. Okay, that's a strategic bombs. young man. For DeAndre Cortez way, damn it! All right. But after this weekend, I don't hear nothing about no goddamn soldier boy. Now, I know you're not here, but it's snowing here in New York City. Really? FYI, yes, it's snowing. So they're saying it's going to snow today. There's going to be snow uh, throughout. We're going to talk about that in front page news just so you guys know about the weather everywhere in case you're traveling because it is a holiday weekend. Okay, what else we got? Who on the show today? You tired? Lil Rel is going to be joining us. Okay. Lil Rel, you know, he has his own uh, series on Fox, but he also was in Bird Box and, you know, I'm from Get Out as well. So That's we'll talk my about guy. everything that he has coming up. Yeah, Lil Rel's Rel. my guy. He missed you. I know, man. I hit him yesterday before I left to tell him I'm not. He told be us. There. He was like, Charlamagne I'm, said he's not going to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm hosting the uh, iHeartRadio Podcast Awards tonight. So that's why I'm not uh, there. I'm hosting it tonight with Bobby Bones, Mario Lopez, and Holly Fry. 
All right, cool. Well, we'll yes. get all into that. But uh, next up, we got front page news. We are going to be talking about Donald Trump directed his attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie. We'll give you those details. All right. Uh, all that and more on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Hey, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy took his beige ass to South Africa. And uh, we got front page news right now, right? Yes, we do. Did now. I do that right? You did. You did okay. okay. Now, let's talk about the weather. There is a winter storm watch for the New York City tri-state area. They're saying there could be um, up to three inches of snow into the early morning hours. And then there's going to be sleet and rain. So if you're traveling... Uh, just make sure you pay attention to flights and all of that, especially if you're coming to New York City. Now, Netflix, their stock has gone down, even though they added 9 million paying subscribers. So their stock um, has dipped about 3%. And the issue is this, right? There's a lot of competition out there. Even though their numbers are going up, their growth has slowed down in the recent years. They did announce that they are going to actually charge their subscribers more. If you guys remember, we talked about that during Front Page News earlier this week. And they're going to try to make up for the fact that they pay a lot for their content. There's a lot of great original Netflix content, but it's very expensive. So It's going to be hard to beat Netflix, though, because Netflix is so much a part of the culture. I mean, Netflix and chill, you know, that, 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 that phrase alone solidifies Netflix's spot in the culture. You're not saying Hulu and chill. Amazon and show. Yeah, but okay. you know what? There's more competition. Apple is doing their own streaming service. Disney, Warner Media, which is the parent company of CNN. And then, you know, you do have Amazon, Hulu, Google's YouTube, and all of that. I, I rock with Hulu. It's got to be about the content, though, because even with Disney, if Disney takes all the Marvel shows from Netflix and they put a bunch of Marvel, you know, content on their network, I'm going to get Disney because I'm a Marvel fan. It's just getting expensive, man, to have all these streaming services. Too much. Well, just cut your cable. Cut your cable and spend your money in your screaming services you want. All right. Now, Donald Trump, according to multiple sources, uh, directed his attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about the whole Moscow Tower project that he had in development. He was negotiating to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. And law enforcement, federal law enforcement officials that were involved did uh, say that. So did Michael Cohen. He also told Cohen to that he wanted to visit Russia during the presidential campaign to personally meet their president, Vladimir Putin, and to jumpstart the tower negotiations. And he was instructed then to lie to Congress through interviews with multiple witnesses from the Trump organization. He was told to lie to Congress about other things. And they have those emails, text messages, and other documents that shows that Trump was directing Michael Cohen to lie to Congress. Did Moscow towers ever get done? No. It's amazing that this big real estate guy can't get anything built. <laughs> well, I think at that time it wasn't going to happen. So when he did uh, win the election, he then had him lie about the timeline as well as far as uh, when negotiations stopped. Now, is that illegal, though? Can you call that collusion just because I was trying to get a tower built in another country? Well, think about the influence that they would have on you if you're trying to get something done. You know, also he lied about it. Mm. And he instructed other people to lie as well. All right, now we'll tell you who is benefiting from the government shutdown, and that is Pornhub. According to Pornhub, they have a spike in traffic. I guess a lot of people are at home watching porn because they're <laughs> not going to work. So they did analyze data from uh, January 7th to January 11th, and they found that the time that people are watching porn also has shifted as well. So usually there would be a huge spike 
uh, between certain hours, between 10 p.m. and midnight. But now, after the shutdown, people are actually uh, watching in the early mornings. 9 a.m. to um, 10 a.m. had the smallest change. But after that, there's a lot more traffic. And also, late-night traffic increased by up to 14% above average. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's not like you're completely fired. So it's not like you would be online looking for another job. You know what I'm saying? You just want to pass the time. Yeah, also you're like relaxing at home. You're not in a rush to get anywhere. What else to do but watch Pornhub? A little rub one out, you know? Jerk one off, that's all. All right. I don't know you can say that, but I'm Angela Yee and that's your front page news. Got to do what you got to do until this shutdown's over, baby. I don't have a problem with it. Not at all. Now, we got, uh, what we got coming up next? Oh, get it off your chest. Come on, we do this every morning. Listen, man, I'll be paying attention. Uh, <laughs> 1-800-585-1051. If you got a problem, you know, if you if you got something that, you know, you just want to express because you're so filled with gratitude. If you woke up this morning and you thanked your Lord and Savior, Soldier Boy, for another day of life, hit us up right now, okay? It's the world's most dangerous morning show. 1-800-585-1051. There you go. Yes, it's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. All right, it is time for you to get it off your chest. Who's this? What's poppin'? Hey, yeah, this your boy, iPhone 7. What's good? iPhone 7, where you been? I, man, listen. Number one, that's why I'm. That's why I'm calling too. I got some positivity, right? I got two referral bonuses for my job. One for five hundred, one for two hundred. I'm popping seven hundred up for the week. Now, why I'm upset is when I call, I get the third degree by your interns. Like, yo, who is iPhone Sim? You better not curse. You better not curse. Then well, you gotta stop doing, doing like, that. I, listen, though, y'all gotta start checking everybody who curse. I've been here before <laughs> them interns. I'm here with them, and I might be here after them. Put some stuff on my hands. iPhone, hand. iPhone. I think it's the I think it's the fact that they know that you be scamming, that you was charging people for shout outs. I think that's Come why on, they so hard on you. They should be taking notes if they interns. Oh my God! You, hey, respect our interns. I love your intern. Listen, there you go. I need y'all to change. I need y'all to change that. Um, change the intro to the song because that's the Caucasian rock group. To Soldier Boy, what's happening? If y'all don't mind, at least for a week. Listen, Soldier Boy, what's happening is a tough tune, uh, but I don't think it's touching Nirvana. Um, smells like Teen Spirit, sir. Nirvana's white. Soulja Boy's black. Soulja yeah, Boy's but Nirvana's classic. I mean, come on, music is music. That's a Soulja classic Boy, record. Soldier Boy's Jesus. See, Ooh. this is why you be getting the third degree. Th- Soldier Boy might be Jesus, though. That is a whole different yeah, conversation. You never called up here talking about Soldier Boy before. Jeez. His eyes are open now, ye. As so many of us' eyes have been open this week because of our Lord and Savior, Soldier Boy. All right, now we are getting it off your chest. Good morning. Who's this? This is Tiana. Tiana, what's good, boo? You sound happy. <laughs> I am. I'm blessed, you guys. I'm on my way to work, but I woke up this morning with a huge bonus for my job. Woo! Congratulations. I love you guys. Thank you. I love you, Charlamagne. You had me cracking up with that Soldier Boy mess. You, you play too much. You said how sweaty his armpits were? <laughs> yes, he played too much. I just want you to know, I just want you to know, I just want you to know why you got a bonus. It's still millions of government workers who didn't get a paycheck yet. Damn, can I she know, be excited? I used, for, <laughs> and I used to work for TSA, so I, I understand that. And I, <laughs> so I already know how it is. I just want to make you feel bad for no reason. I know, don't do me like that, though. <laughs> and we not crazy, Charlamagne. I'm from Florida, but I live in Atlanta, but we not crazy, though. And Tiana, right. with your bonus okay. check, maybe you could buy Charlamagne some deodorant. <laughs> 
I had deodorant on. I'm telling you, I think it's my age. I think, I don't know why my armpits did that. <laughs> All right, it is uh, Get It Off Your Chest. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. My name is Whitney. I'm from Teterboro Post Office, but I'm from Jersey City. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. <laughs> so I'm, I'm calling to say I'm grateful that the post office is still getting paid, seeing as though we're a federal job. Oh, the really? post office still getting paid? Yeah, I'm getting paid, baby. I got my check last, last uh, week. I'm going to my check next week. How y'all finesse that? I don't know. I guess we ain't important enough. <laughs> She's like, I ain't asking no questions. <laughs> maybe you're not a government worker. Maybe all this time you thought you were a government worker, but you weren't. I'm at work right now, and my 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 ID is set as a federal ID, so I gotta be a postal worker. So y'all getting paid illegally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you were you expecting to get your check, or was it a nice surprise? No, it was a nice surprise. I really didn't think we were gonna be paid. All right, yeah, thank you. Like All right, well, congratulations, well, congratulations. to you, boo. Thank you. Have a good day, y'all. All right, let's get it off your chest. Call us up right now. Start your Friday off right and get it off your chest. one 800 1051 It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it's time to get it off your chest. Call us up hey, right now. Morning, Who's this? Good morning, good, good morning. morning. Breakfast Club. This, this is Mr. Barmaid. How y'all doing this morning? What's, what's up, Mr. Barmaid? Hey, y'all. I just wanted to wish happy birthday to my niece, Shana, out in Harlem, and my cousin, Neen. They had birthdays this week, and I'm just now getting through, so I want to wish them both happy birthday. Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday to them, and that's sweet, Mr. Barmaid. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Cap when is Capricorn season over? On the 22nd? All right. I support all Capricorns. Uh, get it off your chest right now. 1-800-585-1051. Who's this? Hi, my name is Queen Tiff, and I came to weigh in on Soldier Boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Boy. Don't, now, now watch your mouth when you talk about our Lord and Savior now. He's Lord and Savior, but I have to give Soldier Boy his props. He got a lot of streams. Drake did use his stuff, so Drake must be, <laughs> I'm not going to say envious of him, but Drake must look up to him or something like that. That's Drake's OG. <laughs> a lot of rappers are stealing other rappers' stuff. Just in the case of Juvenile and Jubilee, Jubilee did back that thing up first, and now Juvenile came back and did it and made a hit. So you got to give Soulja Boy his pop. He's okay. a good entrepreneur. He's a good rapper. I'm an up-and-coming rapper myself, Queen Tiff, and I just like Soulja Boy. He's out there trying to get it, and I ain't hating on him. The well, Soulja I Queen, gotta give him the pop. Queen Tiff, were you a big fan of Soulja Boy before that interview? I wouldn't say I was a big fan, but I was a fan. You know, okay, all right. Song, I wasn't bumping it as much, but Soldier Boy, his stuff seemed like it started getting better and better every time he came out with more and more stuff. So I like Soldier Boy. The Soldier Boy rebrand is amazing to watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But listen, man, it's a lot of people we need to give their flowers while they're still here. She just mentioned juvenile. We need to have a juvenile appreciation day at some point in the, in, in the culture. All right, set it I'm up. Sure he'll get his, I'm sure he'll get his, his flowers before uh, while he's still here to smell them. All right, it is Get It Off Your Chest. Who's this? This is Anonymous. How you doing? Uh-oh, what's up, Anonymous? It's so silly to be anonymous on the radio when you Why? can just give a fake she name. She don't want to say her name, and we don't know how personal this is. Okay, my name is Draco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you use the so, Lord's name in vain? This is blasphemy. Oh, my God. So, this is what it is. So, me and my son's birthday is in two weeks. We have the same birthday. January 28th, and I've been trying to ask his dad to help me plan something, you know, like a little surprise birthday party at school. But he's been occupied with his little new 
explain that he got going on. Like, I know this is not serious. I know it's not going to last, but Damn. why put her before your child? Like, it's really, like, so making me want to square up. He's not trying to do anything for his daughter? <laughs> his son, no. I mean, his son? Like, yeah, like, he's why not you hating? the planning, the birthdays, like. Why are you hating on his new boo, though? First of all, I'm not hating. You kind of were. I hear hate. You kind of were because you were like, it ain't going to last. Because I know him. I've been with him since high school. Like, I know him. And by the way, it's not her fault he's not doing what he's supposed to do. It's his fault. That is true. That is true. He got somebody new to blow out his candle on his birthday and you jealous. So what are you going to do to make this happen? What you going to do to make this happen? Um... I'm feeling like on our birthday weekend, we just going to pop up to his new apartment. Oh, my God, What girl. would young Draco do? What would young Draco do? Do not do that. He going to be on. with his boo. That's right. I'm the hottest, I'm the hottest out this year. That's what he going to say. He gonna that's, what, that's what you need to do. Oh you need to God. pull up and say, I'm the hottest chick that you know out here. Okay? Exactly. exactly. And that new girl, tell that new girl trying to be you. What's the new girl name? Simone. So, exactly, Simone. Simone. That's what you do. Simone, what would young Draco do? Come on now. Oh, I my God. Her. Calling us, on. asking us questions you already know the answer to. You know what you got to do on his birthday, boo. That's the worst. You made that man into the man he is today, and then somebody else is benefiting off of it. That's right. You're right. I'm definitely pulling up now. No, there don't you do go. It. There you go. Simone. Don't pull up. Don't pull up. Simone. <laughs> we don't want you fighting on your birthday, girl. No, it's the birthday weekend. Just fight her, just fight her through just fight her through Instagram Live. That's all. Fight her no. through the phone. Fight her through the phone. That's all. All right. Okay, yeah. I will. <laughs> have a blessed day. I can't condone day. that. All right. Have well, that was day. get it off your chest. Now, Not we do yet. have rumors on the way. Well, since we're being so confrontational and talking about fighting over social media, let's talk about somebody who called someone out in real life during a press conference. All right. We're here. It's Friday. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, you know for Super Bowl, it's always an honor to find out who is going to be the spokesperson for the Pepsi ad campaign. People like Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Britney Spears have done it in the past. This year, the person who is locked in is Cardi B. Of course she is. Yes, that's the premiere commercial during the Super Bowl. Dropping and- the clues bombs for Barty B. You know, the good thing about all of those companies like that, uh, when they put Cardi in those kind of commercials, they use her natural acting and comedic talent. So that should be good. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. And in addition to that, you know, she has new music coming out. She did say that her album is going to be coming out in April. She has an unreleased song that she actually posted on Instagram. It's a teaser clip. The song is called Press. And it's now the 25th most viewed video on Instagram already. Check it out. Tough tune, dropping the clues bounce for Barty. I'm telling you, man, the best thing I love about Cardi is that she has not changed 
since becoming the Cardi B that the world now knows and loves. And when it comes to her music, she'll do like her little pop features here and there. But when it comes to her records, she keeps it in the gutter. And she's very great at connecting with people, even with all the stuff that she's doing and how busy she is. She is always on social media, on her lives. People get to really see what's going on with Cardi behind that, the scenes. That's who. That's what made her. Social media is what, what, what put her you know, on everybody's radar, and she's sticking to that. So that's very commendable. All right, now um, let's talk about Adrian Broner. You know, he has the fight happening against Manny Pacquiao, and he is, of course, doing his press. Now, at one press conference, he had to keep it real with somebody. Now, you know how you have trolls on social media that Damn talk right. ish about you. So imagine that person sees you in person and tries to act like it's all good. Hey, explain a little bit on how it is turning the page for you. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I don't with you. You, you be talking too much about me on Twitter, bro. And um, I'm gonna let you get me? Yeah, you. And I'm just being real, bro. That's right. Energy, I'm forever on. If I don't like you, I don't pretend to. And if I don't F with you, then we don't F with you. That was That's Showtime's it. Al Bernstein who was asking him the question. So I guess uh, no more questions from him in the future. But that's respectable, man. Don't be talking. Listen, I want you to keep that same energy. If you talk crazy about me when I'm not around, if you talk crazy about me on your social media, when you see me, keep that same energy. Don't try to shake my hand. Don't try to say what's up. It's no rap for you. All right, now Rihanna, who can do no wrong, is now launching a luxury fashion line, according to reports. She's in discussion with LVMH, that's Louis Vuitton, with Hennessy. They own brands like Dior, Marc Jacobs, Givenchy, all of that to partner on her own high-end fashion line. So not mad at that because we all love the way that uh, Rihanna dresses. No matter what she has on, she always looks good. And a lot yeah, of people couldn't yeah, pull off the looks that she does. That's very true. And I want everybody to remember that when Rihanna comes out with her clothing line, okay? You are not Rihanna. So the way that Rihanna looks on her Instagram pictures, you're not going to look like that when you put that crop top But on. you could add your own twist to it. That's all. And she's going to want everyone to feel like you can look like Rihanna if you have my fashion line on. Yes, right. you, can, you can feel like her. All right, Jeff me, Bezos. As soon as you post it, somebody going to remind you that you don't look like her. Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. Now, you know Jeff Bezos is the guy who founded and is the CEO of Amazon. Jeff Bezos. Yes. and um, Rich he, nigga. He is going to the Oscars. And guess who he's bringing? The woman who he allegedly was having an affair with, uh, Lauren Sanchez. This is going to be his first public appearance since his relationship has been revealed. And they're trying to figure out should they go to the Oscars uh, together or what? Well, they don't got to hide no more. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I guess not. I mean, you know, everybody is expecting that she's going to be there anyway. The cover has been blown. They've been out and about. Supposedly, they're an item. They're very much in love. They were not hiding their relationship. They have been spotted together. And, you know, I mean... You just got to make sure her outfit is flawless. Make sure her <laughs> shoe game is phenomenal. Okay, make sure the jewelry she has on is worth more than everything that everybody else is even attempting to wear. Or she could just go in some sweats because really... Not your first public appearance with the richest man in the world. Okay. Jeff Pesos gotta make sure that his bay looks amazing. All right. On every level. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor reports. Um now oh, next Yeah, go ahead. You go. I don't know what's coming up next. We're actually gonna be doing line. front page news next. And in front page news, we are gonna be talking about imagine this scenario. You're in court, right? Could be facing jail for the rest of your life, maybe execution, who knows? And your mistress takes the stand, but your wife is in court. How awkward is that? We'll tell you who that just happened to. Jesus Christ. That, mm. that just made my heart flutter. <laughs> who are these guys?
All right, we'll talk about it after the break. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is in Johannesburg, and it's time for front page news. Yee, what's happening? Well, let's talk about this El Chapo trial. Uh, now, his mistress took the stand yesterday in court, and you know, his wife Beautiful. is in court as well. Uh, and it got very dramatic. It was very tense in the courtroom while this was happening. Now, she actually broke down in tears and she was crying so much that she had to be taken out of the federal courtroom in Brooklyn. The side chick or the wife? The side chick. Okay. While she was on the stand, she had to testify against him. And they said that they left her mic on, according to the New York Post. Her mic was still on while she was uh, sobbing after she left the courtroom. And they said that his wife was actually smiling and and. Uh, thought it was pretty funny. That's right, because she like, I told him about messing with them other bitches. Now, look, she on the stand testifying against him. That's what his ass get. Now, his side piece, Lucero Guadalupe Sanchez Lopez, actually talks about different things that she had to do. He, uh, She started dating him when she was 21 years old back in 2011, and then she started working for him in the drug trade. She would go around Mexico looking for high-quality marijuana. She said she was not paid. And she often had to go to remote locations. She could only call him by climbing to the top of a hill at those locations. They also put out text messages between the two of them in court, which showed that she was working for him, but also in love with him. In one exchange that they posted, that they showed in court, uh, she told them she was sending him 350 kilos of pot on a plane. And he asked her if she had marked the packages in any way. And she said, love, there is a heart on them. And he responded, how sweet. Now, after that, she moved on to organizing money laundering through front businesses in Mexico for him and hiring people who would be easily manipulated for him. Imagine doing all this, you're not even getting paid because you're his girlfriend. He definitely manipulated the whole situation. So, of course, his wife was in court thinking this was funny. This is, this is just another example that side chicks talk too much. That's why the faithful black male community is the fastest growing community in the world today because nobody got time for this, okay? They all over social media talking. They all on reality shows talking. They taking the stand talking against you. There is no reason to have a side chick in 2019. Side chicks ain't loyal. Right. She went on to say while she was on the stand, she said, up until today, I'm still confused because today I thought we were still involved as partners. So I guess she thought they still were in still love. involved as partners. <laughs> I'm in mother effing jail facing a facing 100 years to forever. <laughs> and you talking about us being partners? <laughs> Side chicks don't know they roll no more and they talk too damn much. <laughs> well, you know what? That's why uh, you cheat on these women and do these things and make her your side chick and make her feel special. And she Gee. might take the stand against you. Cheat? Who cheats? Well, he cheated on Yeah. He cheated on his wife. Well, he ain't black either, though, so. All right. Now, Netflix has added 9 million paying subscribers, but their stock is still falling. Uh, you know, they're in debt a whole lot, and that's because they do have a lot of original programming that they have to pay for. So they did also announce uh, in the past couple of days that they are going to raise prices for their subscribers. So if you're a new subscriber, that's going to take place immediately. If you are grandfathered in, that's going to take place over a couple of years. You know what I'm going to do this weekend that I have not yet done, and this is the only problem I think Netflix has. Netflix doesn't uh, have a sense of urgency when it comes to its programming, because you know once it's there, it's there. I have not watched the new season of Orange is the New Black, and I've watched every season of Orange is the New Black. So since it's a holiday weekend and we're snowed in, I think I'm going to watch that this weekend. You know what? I started watching it. Here's the problem that I had. So I'll do things like, okay, I'm going to put it on and start cleaning up and doing things, and then I keep walking out of the room and walking back in and not knowing what's going on. So then I got to rewatch it. And it's hard for me to sit there and just be focused the whole time, so I need to do that. Because I've been yeah. like, wait, what just happened? What I miss? And then I got to rewind it. 
But yeah, and ain't nobody got time for that. It is very crowded in that space right now. They said there's going to be some new streaming services launching. You know, there's already Amazon, Hulu, Google's YouTube, but now they're going to have Apple, Disney, Warner Media. Um, all of those are launching their own streaming services too. If Disney's taking all the Marvel programming like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, all of that good stuff, I might get Disney. All right, and just one last note for you to be careful as you are traveling. Um, you know, the weather, make sure you check that out if you have a flight, if you're going anywhere for this holiday weekend, because it is snowing in some places in New York City. It is going to be snowing. There's a winter storm warning here in effect. So if you have to go through here, you're coming here, just be careful. Word. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your front page news. That's right. And uh, my man, Little Rel, is up next. Uh, Little Rel, you know, it's so interesting. One of the last things that I watched on Netflix was Bird Box. Mm. I did watch Bird Box. Yes, we all um, watched Bird Box. Yes, did I didn't you really. Love it? You didn't I love didn't it. enjoy Bird Box like that. It was cool. It had its moments, but nah. And then right after Bird Box, I watched Black Mirror, Bandersnatcher. That was incredible. Okay, but Little Rel is in Bird Box. That's why I bought Bird Box. And Bird Box actually broke all kinds of records for Netflix. Okay. And the people loved it. It was viral. It had all kinds of memes. They had the Bird Box challenge. So Netflix had to issue a statement telling people not to drive blindfolded. So basically the key to a hit horror movie is to put Little Rel in it. Yeah, it's working okay. out for him. <laughs> well, Little, Little Rel is up next on The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. I don't know where he's at. Lil Rel is here. Lil Rel is here. What's up, Lil Rel? What are they gotta people gotta stop doing this bird box challenge? <laughs> are you tired of the bird box challenge now? No, Netflix I just, has to make a whole announcement about it. Well, I just don't want nobody to hurt themselves, man. People doing like really crazy stuff. <laughs> Like, like it's somebody that drove blindfolded the other day and crashed into somebody else's car trying to drive with just a GPS. Yeah, I see that. That is so dumb. That's stupid. And they don't even go with the, the movie. The only reason we did that because everybody was dead. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Right, yeah. Everybody was dead in the movie. Everybody was dead. Well, superstar Lil Rel Superstar Lil Rel's in the building. Man, right. we have seen this progress happening and happening. And right now, it's amazing to see where Lil Rel is at in his career. Yeah, this has been a good... I'm really happy. Like, I, I've, this is probably the happiest I've ever been. I, I was so happy I took a trip. I took I went to Maui by myself for the by yourself for the holidays, yeah, from Christmas Eve to January second. What do you mean by yourself? Like no like family? Alone, just... just just me. I called my kids like, look, I need to take a trip alone. <laughs> they understood. Right. And they little, but they was like, Dad, you've been working hard. I said, That's why y'all gonna get everything from me. Mm -hmm. So what did you do by yourself? Man, I was in the ocean, I walked the beach, uh I did a lot of writing. You must have looked lonely as hell walking on the beach by nope, yourself. No, no. First of all, time. it's white people. White people love to talk to you. They make you join a groups. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try. Like, I went to a luau by myself. It's like, you're with us now. Like, I didn't act. All right. <laughs> and uh, they, all know you. they all know you because. I well, mean, you know, some black people, it's so funny. It's a weird thing when black people come speak to you like, hey, man, we, we know you're on vacation. You look like you alone. We ain't we trying to bother you. Right, right. We don't want to blow your spot up. I mean, that's what it'd be like. <laughs> what they say. We don't want to blow your spot up. <laughs> but but if you need some help, because it look like they just grab you. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Just wait twice if you need us to come. Wait twice if you need our help. Now let's talk about Bird Box. Yeah. That was a surprise. You know what's crazy? I saw, me and Trevante saw Cut Together, and even though I did the movie and I read the script and I read the book, I was still on the edge of my seat. I'm like, yo, this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. I felt the same way I felt after I saw Get Out for the first time. Wow. I just thought it was good. You've been doing some good picks on what to work on. Now, Evan, you said you didn't even really think it was that good. I didn't in love... In all fairness. I didn't love the movie. I liked it. I didn't love it. It was, it was a good... You know what it was? It's entertaining. It was, it was so much hype around it. 
I think if I would have just seen it without the hype, I would have liked it more. But with the hype and the Netflix, I was like, oh, I want to watch it. Well, I might thing, not have watched it without the hype. But that's the, the thing about it, too. I don't, the hype wasn't necessarily like this is a great movie. I just, I think people was excited to be entertained. Right. And that's what it was. I mean, like, I, we went away from just making entertaining movies. They don't have to be. Because like, people do overanalyze. They're like, what happened? like, bro, you tripping. Like, now, yes, I'm glad you said that because I want you to <laughs> analyze the movie for us because yeah. I retweeted something that somebody wrote that said that the bird box was about uh, <laughs> white people and the oppression of black people. And I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that. And then people were like, all right, Angela, relax. <laughs> yeah, I think people overthinking it. Like, even like, we never saw the monster. We don't know how it started. I'm like, bro, first of all, what I loved about the script was that is from the perspective of the people. So if they shut down radio and TV and we have no idea what's happening, whatever those people in that house think what's happening is just what we think. Right. Without you having no real details. So I love the fact, that, and then I love the fact that I died in the movie, which that was another thing. People yeah, like, people are so mad man, black man died. why you do that? Why the black why you, man why you kept, First of all, I was the fifth person to die. And then he had to, and then Trevante sacrificed himself yeah, to Bullock. Me and Trevante, we <laughs> saved, well, Trevante really why I'm dead. Sacrificing the black man yeah, yeah. to save the white woman. No, nah, but see, that's what I'm saying. We overthinking <laughs> that, man. Like, come on, y'all. This is like, First of all, it ain't Scream 2. <laughs> where they died right in the beginning of it, before the credits even came on. <laughs> you, made, you, you made me believe your character. I had to believe that character. Like they, they made you seem like you were scared. No, I really... Yo, was? that was the first character I've ever done where I had to become and believe whatever was happening mm -hmm. to do it. A lot of stuff I've been able to do so because it was a lot like me, but this mm -hmm. guy was like an uh, introvert and kind of like really into his own world, insecure, believed everything he was saying. So I shot that information thing twice. I shot the first as an actor. I did it or whatever. And Susanna, our director, she was like, well, you have to believe it. You have to believe what you're saying. I'm like, Is that how she sounds? That's how she talks. Is, <laughs> Is that called method acting? Yeah. I, I I had to, like, stop talking to my family. Because they had us all in this house. So at one point, we all believed what was happening. The houses was, <laughs> like, we didn't know what the what the weather was outside. We'd be in there for hours. We didn't know if it was night and day. They wouldn't let us go to our trailers. Like, at lunch, we ate there. And she did. we didn't know she was doing that on purpose, but she did. She actually made us be around each other on purpose. So it was like really being there. So I think the way everybody looked in the movie where we all looked scared or, or close is because we was around each other the whole time. Yeah. And you also, besides Bird Box, which was a huge, huge hit for Netflix, yeah. uh, you also have your own show, your own sitcom. Oh, I had is, so much fun doing that this year. I'm so thankful. Based, on your, based loosely on your, yeah. on your life, your wife leaves you for the barber. Yeah. Any problems with that though? Like, cause you, you is it? Yeah, hair looks fresh though. Oh, thank you. No, I was not, it wasn't no problems. I mean, I, as you, it's, it's as, a lot of real reality. Well, but as the season went on, it was just more other stuff. Like the my mom episode was very personal to me to write and do. You know, the one that she passed away oh nine. So mm -hmm. to do this episode dedicated to her and mm -hmm. me having a surreal moment of talking to her and that's probably and my look my, my my son played the little version of me and it was just it was one of the I, toughest things and dopest things I've ever done. Uh, writing and performing, so I got a chance to do a lot of personal stuff in this show, and I and I hope hope we get a season two, man, because there's so much more that I want to do with it, and you kind of get your chops as you do it, you know right. how to, how to run a show and, and produce it, and like I had to learn a lot. I learned a lot about being in charge. You ask to be in charge, but it's a lot, and it made me even change my lifestyle. Really doing, you know, you know, I stopped drinking and everything just because after doing stuff like that, you realize how focused you got to be if you really want to be. I want to be one of the, the best level, right. to do this. When do we find out if there's a season two? They got till June to let us know, but it's just tough over there at Fox. You know, Disney bought Fox, and there's so many 
changes and moving parts. But you think parts. about your time slot and everything. If they give another black dude a deal, then I know I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about Bird Box, too? I'm, I'm know they, I mean, you wouldn't be in it because you're dead, but... It looks like they're gearing up but what, but what if I wasn't dead? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, what if that wasn't what, 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 okay. what, what if that wasn't your book? Yeah, what if it wasn't? So I, I hate sequels, man. I don't <laughs> I don't want us to do a sequel. Now I don't mind a prequel. Like to seeing what what really, yeah, 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 yeah so, how it started. A baby bird box. Same thing with get out. If they did a prequel to it, that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And were you surprised that the bird box numbers was was when that went to Netflix? Was it one of those things you'd be like, ah, whatever? And then it just blew up and you was like, holy shit. Well, Netflix is amazing. I mean, they, it was so funny. People were like, man, sh- this, this movie's so good, it should have been in regular theaters. I'm like, well, they wouldn't have paid to pay all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, Netflix has money. True. If that and movie Lil was... And price is phenomenal, is astronomical right now. I did not say that. <laughs> you said they would have been able to I, pay all of us. Yeah, they would have paid all of us as an ensemble. One of us would have got it. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just been Sandy Bullock and whoever else you don't even know. But no, I think it's... That was, I was in Maui when I... I was like, what's going on? Like, you know the memes. Yeah, I was like, what's happening? And then Sandy called me, Sandra Bullock, and she was like, Sandy, Sandy called okay, me. I Sandy, see you. Sandy, Sandy yeah. reached out to me. I said, hey, God. Sandy, how you doing, mama? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Sandy, Sandy's good people. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> she hit me up and she was excited and just thanking me. And I'm just like, no, thank you for letting me be a part of this. But it was a team effort, man. Everybody, we, we're like still blown away by that. And. I just did, I didn't think all the memes thing would happen. Now, that's weird, man. I don't know how many times. That was a good thing. I know, that really I, helped it. I just, yeah. I'm just saying for me to be like memed up twice, like you know, I start seeing the meme with my Get Out character and this dude. <laughs> it's just yeah. very fascinating. I'm like, ah, I did that twice. All right, we got more with Little Rel when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Little Rel is in the building. Now you're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you if you've seen the uh, R. Kelly document. First of all, I stopped listening to R. Kelly music like 10 years ago. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's just outside of personal experiences or whatever, uh-huh. and not necessarily within what he's been, you know, what, what everybody's talking about. What personal experience? He's just a tripped out guy. So you know him personally? No, nah, I didn't say that. I've, I've ran into personal him. Experience. Personal experience. Personal right. experience of running into him or seeing like, I just I never liked his vibe. His yeah, I ain't like his energy. Even I think last year was all at a party, and then like he sent somebody over, and like, yo, Rob, want to meet you? I'm like, okay, I am. I'm not gonna come over there because you sent somebody over here to talk to me, bro. We all in the same VIP section. Just come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Rob wants to meet you. No, but no, it's just stuff like that. Like, he I don't, flew I don't, Emmy out. I don't, I don't, I don't, for real? Yeah. He got flewed out. That's, that's light skin. First of all, it was a long time ago. He he called his people's called me up and said he wanted me to host a mixtape back in the day, mm. and he flew me from New York to Chicago, and then he left me in the hotel for three days straight. Let me tell you something. I, I didn't have money at the time, so I couldn't even change the flight. So I just was just I just sat there. I did the trap in the closet. Remember he did the trap in the closet. Yeah, I was a, uh, a stand-in for the cop, and one of his his background dancers was doing stand-in work too, and she was just cool, really nice. And the first day, all of us just hit it, and we just talking. And I, I'm not making this up, man. And then. I swear to you, we was talking, man, I was talking, mm-hmm. and he was looking. Uh-oh. Like, like he had a problem with it, right? And it's like, I'm just starting a comedy. This ain't like no big deal. We just all talking. We all stand in. Right. The next day, I go to speak to her like, hey, hey, what's up, man? Good morning. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you know, I can't talk to you no Damn. more. I said, what? She said, my boss told me I can't talk to you no more, right? So then she goes back over there with him, and then he makes another face. I'm like, yo, this dude's a maniac. And this is years ago. So I'm just saying, like, it's always been this controlling thing when right. it comes to him. And 
So I just thought all that stuff was always weird. And then the music and lyrics and it's like, who is he singing to? Because that doesn't sound like he's singing to an adult woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in Chicago it was a lot, you, man. you heard things too. But no, but people supported him. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I had to stop telling people that you don't to get to arguments about it. I was like, you know, so let me just be on my own thing. I don't care. I'm going to just shut up. Mm-hmm. And like to watch that, and that's not, that's not, I'm not even jumping on a bandwagon of what's going on. I do think it's weirdly disgusting that we like get mad at the victims for finally saying something. I think that's right, crazy absolutely. Too. People I like, man, they, they doing it for the money. Lifetime? Lifetime ain't got no money. And, the other, <laughs> and when you do things like that, it really makes other victims not want to come forward. That's and people exactly always want to know, why did she wait so long? Why right. did this person? Because women don't feel empowered to be able to say, this powerful person did this to me because people say, oh, she's trying to get money. It's a money play. They say, oh, she's lying on him. They not getting a dime. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they getting more critics. They not getting it. They getting, they just, if somebody's telling you that nobody's going to believe you, and it was easy for him to say that because he beat his case. Right. right. <laughs> so it's like, hey, you see what happened? Nobody going to listen to you. And if somebody telling you that, why would you believe that? Now, Cat Williams uh, took some stabs at you. They're going to let you be a star, Lil Rail, but you ugly. <laughs> and white people don't believe in ugly stars. They think you have to be somebody that women want to sleep with and men want to be. <laughs> right. Right. Have you spoke to Cat before that or after that? And where did that come from? <laughs> First of all, I don't know where it came from. I saw him twice. I saw him back to back. Like, I saw him at the Emmys and it was backstage. And me and he was, and Chappelle and him was talking. And Chappelle brought me over there, like, look around, come over here and hang out. You're like, no. And I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't care at the time because I was like, I just say anything about him. So it's like, if anybody going to say something, it should be him. Right. But he was weird as he always is and smoking. And he like did some weird, creepy thing and creeped out the spot. <laughs> and then, <laughs> creepy thing. The day before that, me and Gerard were just talking about how funny he is. Uh-huh. Mm. Like, I either I saw the interview or something, and I was like, I called Tiff and Gerard on my way to Fox. Mm-hmm. Like, man, y'all heard what this dude just said? Because <laughs> they didn't even know about it. They didn't it. know what's going on. No. I was like, yo, what is this? I saw something. I think I saw something about Tiffany, and I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? And then I heard my name. Like, what, what did I? Little Ralph's ugly. I'm like, what? Why do I got to? do you, yeah. Well, that's another thing. First of all, I, I'm not, not ugly. But I don't care about a guy with a perm calling me ugly. <laughs> Like, you living in Atlanta. I know you got to think you're fine. Because you, as long as you're a straight dude in Atlanta, yeah, you're going to pull a bunch of women. <laughs> See, I didn't speak out. So, I tried to call him. Oh, you tried? Oh, you did? Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, what's up? Like, what was wrong with you? You good? Because, <laughs> like, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I worked really hard to get where I'm at. This is a crazy thing. You know how Facebook has a reminder? Mm-hmm. Well, a couple years ago, I'm at a WNBA game, courtside, and he is there, too. He walks over to me. Real proud of you, man. You're doing your thing. We took a picture. <laughs> I posted that picture and I got the caption like, man, with cat. Like, it's, it, I remember looking at that the other day, like, what did I do after this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you told you me congratulations, man. You're doing good. You, well, you weren't you, the only You said one. you was proud of me, <laughs> man. Like, I don't care. <laughs> now I'm ugly. I don't care. Like, yeah, I got And I mean, even like Donald. Donald. Donald Glover? Yeah, at the Emmy's after party. He's like, man, my bad. <laughs> I'm bad about Cat. I'm like, you don't have to apologize for him. Well, he apologized because, to you for because, Cat? Because he, he brought him back. 
Yeah, but that's not. He in the game. He's gonna say well, that. Well, he should have asked. He should have asked people why y'all ain't put cat on nothing. Because he's crazy. Because <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> All right, we got more with Little Rel when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Little Rel is in the building. Yee. Right. You know what's dope for you is that, and we had Kevin Hart up here the other day, and he's in the movie The Upside, mm-hmm. right? And that's his first, like, kind of dramatic, different type of role for him because he's always done comedies. But you have already done those dramatic yeah. type of roles and not just comedies. Yeah. How important do you think that is for your career to not be in one genre? Yeah, I just don't ever want to be in a box. I'm very observant Bird to what... box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're crazy, man. And we still got that blindfold on? I just want to just keep doing stuff, I, you know, that's different that I want to do. Like, right now, I've been in a great position where they got me writing my own stuff and... Working on a rom com now while I'm writing because I like romantic comedies. Oh, that's sweet. You like rom com? I love rom com. What's your favorite rom com? You know, which is it's so funny. So I'm, I'm, I about, love to, I'm about to do a too. movie with this guy, uh-huh. Ryan Ryan Reynolds. We're going to do this movie called Woo! Free Guy. It's a beautiful, because it's, it's him telling his daughter the story mm-hmm. of how he basically met her mother and she needs to figure out which one of the ladies he's talking about is her mother. Just a beautiful, you know, I'm one of them softies, That's man. Nice. So I like the story. So like you cry and stuff during movies? You do. <laughs> if it's sweet enough, you know what I mean? Like, it got to be something that's real. Like, oh, come on. Like The Notebook and Titanic. You watch movies like that? Yes, I have. But those are those are not the ones I get all like, oh, man. Miss oh, Creed. Now, Creed that's, is Creed. That's not a rom-com, Envy. But it's not, but at the same time. <laughs> did you talk? Did you cry? I'm going to tell you something, though. Envy See, cried. he cried. He cried. T- he Tess, did. Her character, like, I, I like a supportive, when you have a supportive woman, like, you, you think about Regina Hall's character in um, Show Me the Money. Uh, what, what's Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Uh-huh. Just her speech to him oh, when he was in yeah, his, I was that like, was dope. Oh, oh, where are you? <laughs> I like that. So you like rom coms. What a, about action? Would you want to do? You want to do action? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why. Like, I didn't. You know, I got I got a little muscle in my arm and everything now. I'm, yeah, I can see it through your jacket. Yeah, I'm not playing, y'all. You're not gonna make me the best <laughs> friend for my whole career. Jacket. I want to. I want to be somebody. Zooming on his arm on the I jacket. Wanna, I want to do. I want to do my own version of. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> like, he really I'm trying to flex it now. I'm not even trying to. Like, you got to relax. I'm not like, 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 like. <laughs> <laughs> No, but <laughs> I just want to, because I miss, like, those Beverly Hill cops. And, you know, we got Those's Bad dope. Boys 3 coming back. But mm-hmm. it would be fun to do something with somebody fresher. And I, right. that's, some, that's one of the things I'm working on now. That's why I'm trying to write everything. I, right. I, at this point, I get, like, yeah, they'll offer you stuff. But the stuff you really want to do, you got to write, gotta create write on your own. Coming yeah. to America 2 is coming. You excited for that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I read the premise. I had a whole, I think, an idea that, and I can say it now, because now they're going to do what they want anyway, but <laughs> I thought they should have went to Zamunda. I think I would have loved if, if he was, if the young, if the kid was raised in America, mm-hmm. and, because Zamunda's such a beautiful place, and right. he had to go back there. Like Black Panther. To find his wife. Yeah, we could have saw Zamunda, how beautiful the people were, like, him meeting his, his amazing... It'd have been different. It'd have been dope culturally and funny. That's what my about favorite the Candyman movie of all time. remake? Because I love horror movies. Oh my god, that's that's interesting. Like, because I want to do another thriller because I like doing them. I'm starting to see that I like doing those now because yeah. it's easier to be funny that's in them too. That's my favorite genre is horror and thrillers. I'm, I want to I want to be a lead in one where I really get in in into the nitty gritty of it. Mm-hmm. Of it. You know what I'm saying? Well, you so don't like, die right away. Don't die right away. I'm figuring out stuff. Like I got the a haunting gun. a hell house. That- I, I, yeah, I want to get it in. So yeah, I hope the next. Thing I do thriller wise is gonna be like really like 
yeah, yeah, give me a gun. Let me kick down the door. Like, because I love every character I've played, even though it's it's been funny, it's just been real. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been like, see, like, because the stuff they kept in Bird Box when they tried to get me to go to the grocery store, <laughs> that was me kind of freestyling that because mm-hmm. it was so tense. So I just, I was just having fun as a boy. Right, like, right. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't need me to go. Here's I'm the keys. going to that thing. No, here's, here's the keys. <laughs> I, I was so upset you sacrificed yourself. I was like, no. But he sacrificed himself in such a funny-ass way, though. Yeah. It was funny, he, he but I it. did my own stunt, guys. <laughs> that was, I, really, I really tackled that dude. I ran fools. So this is the thing. It was a dude dressed and looked just like me. I didn't I didn't think about it at the time. Like, <laughs> but this dude dressed with the vest on and looked like me. Is he just a... I know who he is. <laughs> I did my own. I ran full speed and tackled the dude because dude was like, hey, man, tackle me. I'm like, all right. I hurt my elbow trying to do that. <laughs> and I didn't cut to find out. Like, the dude left. I'm like, he was like, yo, that was your stunt, man. You wasn't supposed to do that stunt. You were supposed to do it. It was somebody here to do that. And I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, man. I'm like, did you get paid? He's like, I'm good. I mean, you okay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm Thank like, you very much. You didn't have to do this, work. brother. They had to come here to do this for you. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I time cruised it. That's right. <laughs> now, what about a love scene for you? I could. I mean, I've done. A, I mean, you know. I, so my first love scene was Insecure. When I, me and Yvonne. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we did. That was fun. I bet it was. Come on, now, don't do that. <laughs> She's happily booed up. I know. What about yeah. like naked sex scene? Your butt showing. If that's what that's what you want to see. That's what I'm, you want to see. I mean, that's a butt? real <laughs> love scene. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I don't, I don't, who, why do y'all want to see it? I don't, I want to do, look, I, look. <laughs> what are you saying? It's a lot of things I want to do when it comes to love making on screen. No, I'm almost scared I'll fall in love with whoever I would do that with. Yeah, I hope they like already booed up or married or something so I don't want to be like, hey, so you want to do this? <laughs> I want to be together after this. You're like, it's a movie. <laughs> we go together. That happens a lot though, more yeah, than you think. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That's, that's, uh, I think with the next, it's a couple films I'm about to do next where, like, you know, I have a love interest. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, Angela, you will get to see your butt. I don't want to see, you don't see my butt. <laughs> well, little girl, is at Caroline's, Caroline's this, this weekend. weekend. How many By shows are you doing? I'm doing two Saturday and one Sunday. And you're setting it up for your special because you get so, prepared for the special? Man, I'm so excited. I was in Atlanta last weekend. and I'm, So I'm traveling every weekend somewhere. But uh, this is really exciting, man. And I feel really good. I'm just excited. Some, I think people forgot that I did stand-up mm-hmm. or didn't know it or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all forgot. I'm really good at it. You know what I mean? So What's the name of the special? It's going to be relevant, too, because it makes people go see the first one when you do it, too. <laughs> What's the deal for the special? Where is it going to be? HBO. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Lil Rel. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, make sure you always come by when you're here. I love, yeah, this is such a dope show, man. So thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. It's The Breakfast Club. It's Lil Rel. Listen up. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Future's new album is out today, The Wizard. And he did an interview on his free band's radio. He sat down for a candid interview with Big Bang Black, who is clearly his friend. And you can tell by their conversation. He talks about a lot of different things. He talks about his ex, Sierra, and Russell Wilson and his feelings on him. He do exactly what she tell him to do. I feel like he getting caught up. I'm in, talking about with your son. Do you feel like the go to? He far, not being like. a man in that position. Like he not being a man at that at, at that point. Like you not being a man. You not telling her, man, bro, chill out with that on the internet. Don't even talk to him. I'm your I'm your husband. You better not even bring future name up. If that was me, he she couldn't even bring his name up. She know that. She couldn't even bring her ex's name up. Now I don't care what they gave you. What you don't bring their name up in interviews. Don't even do nothing around them. No, don't say nothing. Don't get no energy. 
Damn. <laughs> I mean, he's got a he's got a, he's got a good point. Well, she's you her own I mean? woman though. If she wants to discuss her past relationship, yeah, but no pun intended. But you know, no pun intended. But when you're in a relationship like Sierra is, you know, and she seems to be happy, you should be deal with, dealing with the present. Like imagine and, Sierra comes up here and, the and they tell us, look, you can't, you just can't ask about future. I don't know like, why we, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know why we would ask about. Yeah, future. but you know how you feel when people come up here and say you can't bring this person up, you can't bring that. But we don't we don't listen to that though. Exactly my point. Never, oh, okay. That's we've my never, whole point. We've never abided by those rules. Right. So tell, that, that's tell, exactly tell what I'm saying. So kiss my ass. people are gonna ask questions that they're gonna ask anyway. And what should she do? Get mad? We'll be like, damn, what's wrong with her? Yeah. So it's kind of like nothing you could do about it. That, yeah, that's true. All right. I now, mean, I mean, that, and I guess that is the case when you uh, do have a baby by somebody who's high. Yeah, profile. it's hard for yeah. you to tell people you can't talk about that because then if they bring it up, what you supposed to do? Just answer True. the question and move on. All right, now he goes on to also talk about Wendy Williams. Um, Wendy Williams was talking ish about him and his baby moms and all of that. They had their, uh, he he responded to that. Well, here's what he had to say about Wendy. Man, the William Williams situation, only thing I was mad about her putting the, put my um kid's mother up that don't want to be in the limelight. They don't want this. They didn't sign off on their name and their face being out there. But as future, through my shenanigans, and they get thrown into a fire. All right, so that's all he has. He doesn't want his um, children's mothers to have to be blasted and put out there like that. I mean, that's the other thing that you know we don't we don't think about. I guess you know when you when you're talking about future and all his baby moms, like you can't you shouldn't put their pictures up because they're not in the limelight. They're not asking for it. So that's like the reverse of Sierra, right? Sierra got a baby with a high profile dude, so she's gonna be asked about it. But if you don't have babies with high profile people, there's no need to bring them up, right? Now, he also talked about Rocco, and he said, uh, you don't sue nobody where we come from. The honor that we have on our name, where you come from, you shouldn't ever sue no one. But you shouldn't sue your brother. He goes on to say that Rocco has to apologize. And he says he doesn't F with Joe Button, and he said he got a bad-ass B, though. Bitch. Why you don't mess with Joe Button? Listen, I don't know. He just don't mess with him. <laughs> and why why can't Rocco sue people? I need my bread. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you're not going to pay me, how else am I going to get my money? Well, I guess he did get his money, so there you have yeah. it. Now, Future's album, as I said, is out today. So uh, here is Future featuring Travis Scott, First Off. First off, you get the emerald in your cocky. First off, we had this blast up like a rocket. I put a paddock water on, but I got options. PJ taking off and I ain't stopping, nah. Louis V belts, Louis V on my walls. Fish scared, I, I can't go for no law. Never a Ferris on my land, I see for gigs. I should pee on this bitch and make a payment. Find the cutoff where it's dim and pour a butter rim. Get the back end at the door and what? let the dogs kill. Point them out, they turn around, that's how we let them in. Paying no one conversation, then I switch to sim. You like that? Did he say I should pee on her and make her pay me? Uh, I'm gonna have to re-listen to that clip. I gotta go work out to that in the gym and see what the hell Future just said. That, that's what it sounded like he said. I could be wrong. There's not a whole lot of uh, guest appearances to this. 20 songs on the album, and that's one appearance, and the other one is Young Thug and Gunna on Unicorn. Yo, y'all gotta stop with these long-ass albums, bro. I don't care if the song is two and a half minutes. Nobody wants to hear 20 songs of anybody. I don't care. There's no artist I want to hear 20 songs from. And he has not a documentary out as well. You know, back in the day, people would put out longer albums. It's your attention span is just shorter now. But the shorter albums were always better. And people's songs used to be long. People's songs used to be longer too. That's true. But like like Nas Illmatic had nine songs on it. Like I don't need twenty records. Okay, nine, ten tops. Listen, I'm gonna listen to the Dreams triple album this weekend. I'm excited for that. 
I'll and never get through it. I'm still trying to get through Chris Brown's last album. He got, <laughs> it was like that months was four, ago. Four, song, four albums in one. All right, and Lil Wayne also has a documentary out. It's called I Ain't Ish Without You, and that's a tour documentary. So it's a fan appreciation tour that he did, and he wanted to uh, make sure everybody sees that without his fans, plain and simple, he's just not ish. He said, I'm an artist that got big off of putting out free music. I started putting mixtapes out. That's how I always did it, just giving out free music. I always wanted to be heard, and you listen. So that's dope. And as part of that tour that he did, Little Wayne and Title did donate $90,000 to the One Million Project Foundation, which gives internet access to one million high school students across the nation. Okay, drop on the clues bomb for Lil Wayne. And, and for the record, uh, our producer Daniel just told me that, yes, Future did say that. Okay. You have the clip drum? <laughs> Come on. Now is not the time. See, I thought he said I thought he said pimp. I didn't know he said P. <laughs> now is not the time to be putting out lyrics talking about peeing on women. Okay. Oh, just, just surviving on Kelly Doc just happened. Future. I was just over here bopping, not My even listening to the lyrics. All right, Come I'm on. Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Jesus Christ. Soldier boy. All right, What'd next up well, we do have Donkey of the Day. Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? A pedophile. Whoa. Yes. Name Robert. Wow. But not not Kelly. Oh, who? I was like, again, let's go. We'll discuss four after the hour. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They're waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You have to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yeah. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day for Friday, January 18th goes to a man from upstate New York named Robert Cronin. Now, Robert is 33 years old, and he is facing sexual assault charges. Uh, stories like this can cause my anxiety to shoot to the roof because I have a 10-year-old daughter at the house, and to think that it's a 33-year-old grown-ass man praying on little girls like this makes me want to pray for divine protection for my daughters and makes me want to buy another pistol just in case I have to send one of these pedophiles to meet their Lord and Draco soldier. Now, in the case of Robert Cronin, not only did he sexually assault an 11-year-old girl, but he shot her club up and put a body in her box. Yes, Robert Cronin got this 11-year-old girl pregnant. Let me breathe for a second, okay? Uh, I just don't be understanding these. I just don't be understanding Disgusting. these Robert Kelly-ass boys. And you said okay? he's 33? 33. Mm. Are all Robert's pedophiles? Between Robert Cronin and Robert Kelly, I see no reason for someone to ever introduce themselves as Robert ever again. Just say your name is Bob. Okay. Now, a DNA test determined that Robert was indeed the father. Hit Maury. You are the father. Yes, and Robert isn't disputing the test results, but he is insisting he never had sex with the child. Uh, every human on the planet is looking at the radio right now saying, Charlemagne, what the hell did you just say? I said DNA test results show that Robert Cronin, 33 years old, is indeed the father of this 11-year-old girl's child. But Robert... <laughs> is claiming he didn't have sex with her. Well, if you didn't have sex with her, Robert, then how did she end up pregnant by a pedophile? Let's go to WTEN ABC for the report, please. Robert Cronin was arrested. DNA test results had just come back, positively identifying him as the father of an infant born in November, the baby's mother, an 11-year-old little girl. Robert Cronin did not deny that this baby is his, yet he claims he never actually had sex with the girl. Cronin claims the unidentified girl became pregnant after she used an article of clothing that he had used to pleasure himself with. 
He said Niskayuna police are just lacking in scientific knowledge. But police are not buying his story. Cronin was charged with endangering the welfare of a child as well as felony predatory sexual assault. The baby and the girl are said to be in safe places and are being well cared for. <sighs> wow. That Robert, is so sad. Put him Robert, under the jail. Robert. Robert said that this story may be difficult for some to understand. Uh, he said that the police who arrested him were just lacking scientific knowledge. Angela Yee, what does science say about the possibility of getting pregnant after coming in contact with clothing he had used while masturbating? Impossible. Once that sperm hits the air, you can't even get pregnant. And sperm has to swim, so it's not going to be able to swim on clothing. It has to be in liquid. That's what I was thinking. I don't, I don't think that's the way sperm works, from clothing to, you know, you touching it to you getting pregnant. Last I checked, sperm had to enter the vaginal area and travel towards the uterus in order to get pregnant. But, hey, what do I know? My formal education stops at a diploma from Berkeley High School in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, and I got that in night school. So don't listen to me. But the possibility of his story being true on a scale of one, the soldier boy taught Drake everything he knows, is definitely a soldier boy taught Drake everything he knows. Now, where Robert messed up, up is he blamed this on science when in fact science is what makes this impossible you, you heard what angela he just said you need fertile cervical mucus for the sperm to swim through like come on i'm not even gonna go back and forth with you about this okay it just can't happen but if robert was going to lie instead of science he should have used religion because ever since our Lord and Draco, Soul Ja Boy, started talking about comebacks, it's been a lot of discussion about the return of Christ. Okay, they are saying that Soul Ja Boy could indeed be Jesus. By they, I mean me and my guy Andrew Schultz. But that's a whole other discussion. I'm just saying a lot of y'all probably looked at your radios and shook your head when you heard this story about this man Robert because he's saying the baby is his, but he didn't have sex with her. This sounds far-fetched, right? Because it is far-fetched. It's not true. But Damn impossible. It's impossible. But my guy, one of the top three stand-up comics in the world today, talent-wise, Andrew Schultz, has a joke or more of a comedic observation. And this Robert Cronin story proves his theory true. Let's hear it. As time changes, so do people. For example, right now, if somebody impregnated a woman without her consent, we call that person a monster. You know, but if, if 2,000 years ago, someone impregnated a woman without her consent, we call him God. That's what we call him. I'm saying there's a reason he cares so much about forgiveness. You know, he started making up alibis. He's like, there's a lot of us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. I don't know which one did it. He's got a point. The Virgin Mary also claimed to be pregnant with a child and she was a virgin. I'm just saying what sounds insane to us now didn't sound, didn't sound insane to people thousands of years ago. So if this sick statutory rapist Robert Cronin wanted to lie to police about his predatory pedophile ways, he shouldn't have used science. He should have used religion. Robert Cronin is being charged with endangering the welfare of a child and felony predatory sexual assault against a child younger than 13. And me personally, I hope he dies in jail. Please let Remy Ma give, give him the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. Well, all right. Thank you so much, Charlemagne, for that donkey. There are some disgusting, sick, stupid people in this world. Yes, there are. All right. What are we doing next? I don't know. Oh. What okay, we doing? we're doing our topic next. Now, we are going to okay. talk about the nastiest thing that you've ever done for Hold someone on, you you got to set it up right, Yee. Come on, now. I'm sorry. You know what? Envy's not here, and sometimes when Envy's not here, I don't know what's happening, and neither do you. Let's keep it well, real. 
Well, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's, it's freaky, 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 freaky Friday. We was off. We was off. You sound like B2K in rehearsal. That sounded good. Off. Let's do it again. Okay. We started over. Come on. Act like we did this a few times. <clears throat> It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. God damn it, Raspy and Omarion just can't get it right. Your voice cracked a little. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, so now we're talking about the nastiest thing that you've ever done for somebody that you love. And we're talking about this because Lip Service, my podcast is out today. Shamari and Ronnie DeVoe were on. And in the middle of the podcast, she picked a big bugger out of his nose. Which, I'm not big on picking boogers out. I've seen people do that for the one that they love, and I've actually had uh, my boyfriend pick a booger out of my nose. I can't do that for you. I'm just not into that. There's things I will do, but that is something I draw the line at. Now, you guys remember when Bobby and Whitney had their reality show, and he picked a, a duty bubble. What was it? A, a duty out of her butt? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, she was constipated. But she that's something that you do for somebody that you love, right? Anal stimulation. Um, you just took it somewhere else. But let's talk about what would you do for somebody that you love or what have you done that's kind of nasty and you wouldn't do it for anybody else. And now, Charlamagne, I know you're going to have some good stories, so I can't wait to hear them on Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. Call us up, 800-585-1051, and let us know. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and you know what day it is? It's, it's freaky, 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 freaky Friday. And we're talking about the nastiest thing you've done for somebody that you love. Now, here's what happened with Bobby and Whitney. This was the infamous scene where Bobby picked a little duty bubble out of Whitney's butt. I had to dig a, 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 a duty bubble out of your, out of your butt. I tell you, it was too big. Come out of butt, and she couldn't get it out. And I had to help her. I had to put these fingers right here. Now, Charlamagne, what's the nastiest thing that you've done for your wife? Uh, I mean, listen, man, I don't necessarily believe in nasty when it's love. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still it's kind of gross, though, if it's somebody else. Like, you nah, wouldn't do that. It's not nasty when it's love. I mean, I think I think about it, right? The most unconditional love you can show or the most unconditional love you can have is towards your child, right? Like, your parents love you. You know, you love your kids. So think of all the fluids and disgusting stuff that come out of your child. You got well, we're snot, not talking about you your child. We're talking doo-doo. about somebody, a no, grown but, but person. I, but no, but what I'm saying, is when you when you feel that type of love that's when you start realizing you know what love actually is so if you do love your partner in that way the way Bobby loved Whitney at one point or the way Ronnie loves Shamari then you know boogers and doo-doo and all of that stuff like that it don't matter so okay, I mean for so me what have you had to do I don't know like I guess eat ass that's that's oh my god maybe maybe sex on the period like I don't know like that's that's light to yeah, me I don't consider that do nasty that. Listen, it, it, a period don't stop nothing but a sentence in my world. So, I mean, for me, like, stuff like that is not nasty. Like I said, it's not nasty if Does it's Does she love. pick boogers out your nose? Nah. Does she pop pimples on your back? Definitely pop some pimples. Definitely some pimples get popped. Okay, what Absolutely. about clean your ears? Maybe she see a little something in your ear? Um, she would if it was there. Yeah, definitely. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I personally never had to do anything on that level yet with my significant other. But we've been together 20 years, so if we, you know, last another 20, I'm sure as we get older, it'll be fluids coming out of us that we can't control that well, I'll she, have to help. I'm sure out. she's had to wash those nasty armpit stain um, shirts. That just started happening. That's a new phenomenon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the pit stains weren't always in my my life. Well, I've definitely had a, a boyfriend had to clean up my vomit, and I've had to clean up vomit as well. Uh, one particular uh, scenario that was very traumatizing was... Um, I had to make my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, look for a tampon that was lost inside of me. Oh, 
Wait a minute now. <laughs> Do tell more. We need details. Well, you How know, does a tampon just get lost inside of you? Because sometimes when you're on your period, you might try to like fool around a little bit and he pushes it too far. First of all, whoa, 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 whoa. Because you're not trying to do anything. Why are you still having sex with your, with the tampon? When you, well, first of all, when you're having sex on your period, the tampon has to come out. That's that's. Yeah, it's room. supposed to, but, you know, we were both a little tipsy, and he was just, and you I wasn't trying. forgot it was in there. No, I didn't forget. I was just like, okay, stop, stop, I can't. And he was, you know, just messing around at the, the base. And then I guess, um, uh, and next okay. day I, so I was sitting on the bed, and I had, he was looking for it with a flashlight. Yeah, even throw up and stuff. That ain't no. He was so he played gynecologist. See, I should have yeah. started role playing. But, but it was I a mean, little even, awkward. Even with that though, like that, that's not like when you talk about the throw up and stuff. Like that's not nasty to me. It like, is nasty. Like we like New Year's Eve. My wife was throwing up because she was drunk. Like that's that happens. But like, if you, you have to clean it up, like I threw up all over my bed and my hair, like everything. I had to clean up the toilet. I held her hair. She threw yeah. up. Yeah. And then like it was throw up splattered on the toilet. But I didn't look at that as nasty. That's just love. But like, would, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying that's what we mean for somebody that you love only. Yeah, wipe her mouth, wipe the toilet, go get her some ginger ale. Well, let's see what that's you what guys have to say. We have Jason on the line. Well, he was in the Caribbean, so it was a ting. Jason, uh, tell us about the nastiest thing you had to do for your woman that you love. Yeah, good morning. Um, my first baby mama, um, Toya. Shout out to Toya. And I'm saying big up my kids, Dana and Michaela. But she was having, she was having Michaela. She was in the hospital. And, um, you know when you're pregnant, you, you always go into the bathroom. Like you always taking a poo or whatever. So she was in the bed, pooing up the bed. And I, I'm saying I did the manly thing and cleaned my baby up. That's I, nice. I, I, I loved her, you feel me? Okay. Listen, uh, first of all, I, yeah. my, 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 my wife has only, you know, pooped on herself during one of the pregnancies. That was the first one. The, the nurses are there to do that. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk to Jasmine. Jasmine's on the line. Jasmine, what is the nastiest thing that you had to do for someone that you love? Um, the nastiest thing I've ever did for someone I love was to shave their vagina. Ooh, you shave your girlfriend's vagina? Yes. <laughs> Why is that nasty? How uh, how ugly is her vagina that you think that's nasty? Well, she was the type of person that never liked to shave before. She said she preferred, you know, the little peach fuzz. And I'm like, well, I'm not going down there with that. Like, you need to be open to different things, so why not try it? And um, she was like, all right, well, you're going to have to do it for me because I don't think I could sit there and take all of that hair off of my face. <laughs> well, so she was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, open your legs. I'm about to go get the razor right now. So I went and got it. She let me do it. And that was that. That's <laughs> a fetish for some people. That's a, a fetish? Really? Yeah, some people like that. <laughs> Is it difficult to shave another woman's vagina? It can be if they haven't uh, shaved in who knows how long. <laughs> Did you in, did you sh shave your initials in it just to you know? Nah, I didn't shave my initials in it, but I shaved uh, something else in it. So was it? I'm just sitting here imagining how bad her vagina must smell for you to think this was so gross. Was it so it long that you needed clippers? It was like super hairy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jasmine, you're a good woman. <laughs> All right, we are talking about the nastiest thing that you had to do for somebody that you love. Call us up, 800-585-1051. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday! Friday. On The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's Angela Yee. It's Charlemagne. And we are doing Freaky, 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 freaky oh Friday! Man, you ruining it. Anyway, this is how every group going to sound on the Millennial <laughs> Tour. I want y'all to know right now, they're going to be rusty as hell. They're going to be uh, offbeat. The harmony's going to be off. Watch now. You saw how Chingy looked when he was rehearsing. Oh, my God. Chingy's on it? I think he said. I thought he said he was on it. Wow. All right. Well, this is another one. 
All right. Um, but we are talking about the nasty thing you have to do for somebody that you love. Now, Shamari and Ronnie DeVoe were on lip service, and here's what happened during the episode. He got a booger. That's love. She picked a booger out his I nose. Got it, now you got to eat it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm damn sure. No, that's love. I've been looking at it. I've been trying to think of the perfect time and just get it out. But you know what? I'm like, it's no, no perfect no time. Perfect. Now, I've done a lot of things for my man, but I've never picked a booger out his nose. I don't know why, but for some reason, that just grows grosses me out more than anything. I just don't think anything, I just, I just don't think when you're in real love, when you're in love, nothing is nasty. And because I really feel like unconditional love is the love that parents have for their children. So you think about all the times your parents wipe stuff out of your nose and cleaned your butt. And, you know, when you get kids, it transfers on to that. So when you know that type of love, like you love your significant other, it's just like nothing's nasty. It's just love. My ex-boyfriend peed the bed and I had to clean that. I've definitely peed the bed in oh. my relationship. Well, you should clean your own pee then. I mean, I don't tell her to clean it up because it's embarrassing at this point. But I mean, like, when you, <laughs> oh, so this you know, is still happening. I mean, maybe a maybe a year ago. <laughs> wow! You know? At this I'm point. saying you have one of those dreams. Wow. You know what I'm saying? When you outside peeing or you peeing somewhere, <laughs> oh and then God. just a little bit comes out, and you got to jump up, run to the bathroom. You know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, but, so I'm um, the only person that wet the bed in their 30s. Listen, we just need you to start using deodorant, all right? And take control of your bodily that functions. That is new to me, too. <laughs> Listen, 40 is bringing on a lot of changes in my life that I am adjusting to. Okay? All right, well, let's see what other people have to say about the nastiest thing they've had to do for somebody that they love. Let's talk to J.D. What's up, J.D.? Hey, good morning. Hey, um, welcome to Cleveland. I'm glad y'all are here. The land. Oh, thanks for giving us a choice. Uh, and I've been following you since the first lip service, Angelique. Oh, thank you. So you know you. how long that's been. Yeah, okay? it's been over a decade. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, anyway, the nastiest thing I ever had to do for somebody, I was with this girl, and she got totally wasted, and she was vomiting and, and just, man, I had to clean up everything she left Ooh. because she was just done. Did you love her? I won't love her no more because I ain't been, I ain't ever talked to her since. Damn. See what I'm saying? That's that not unconditional love. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's why I say it's not nasty if it's love. To you, that was just nasty because you ain't really love that girl. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. That turned him off. All, all right. right. All got right, to well, see somebody at their the worst. Land. We're glad y'all here, okay? We're glad to be there. I can't wait to come back to Cleveland. That's my spot out there. All right, let's talk to Trav. Hey, Trav. What's up, you? Trav. <laughs> What's up, Char? What's up, sis? Chad, what's the Ain't nastiest nothing. thing you've had to do for somebody you love? All right, so my ex was Puerto Rican, right? Mm. One of them. So he used to grow a lot of hair out of his butt. Oh, my God. Ah, so, uh, like a, a little hairy platinos. <laughs> <laughs> so what I used to do for him was I used to beat his butt for him. You used to what? Well, not beat. Well, nair. I used to nair his butt for him. So oh, my God. Nair stinks, the, too. Yeah, nair does stink. So I was put like, that nair over, back there. I was like, you know, put the nair little fro on his butt. And, you know, you let it sit for a little bit and then you wipe it off. And then he has like a little, a very clean butt. So wait, so you had to really like in his butt up to put the nair in there. And then you have to hold the cheeks open or do you just let it close? Well, you, well, you can't put the nair in the butt because it's going to like burn. burn. So you got to just, you know, just put it around the butt and then just kind of like, you know, just try to make sure you don't get it in the butt so it doesn't burn. That's what we call eating clean. <laughs> But I don't, know, I don't know if that's, like, you know, nasty, but it, it was clean to me. It was to keep him clean. It's not nasty if it's love, okay? <laughs> I know Trav's a trooper. I know Trav's a trooper. So I guess eating the box when a, when you, I guess eating the box when your woman is on her period would be considered nasty, too? No. 
Uh, it's called life. No. It's love, man. <laughs> it depends on how you look at it. Let's talk to Shakira. Shakira, what's the nastiest thing you ever had to do for your boo? So, when I was in high school, I thought I was in love with him. And so, he had tissue stuck in his butt. So, I took scissors and I just cut all the nasty tissue out of his butt. Why did he have tissue stuck in his butt? I think it was like a wiping thing where he would um, wipe tissue would still be there. Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. Yes. It was like stuck in his butt, not just the scissors and cut Queen. it out. Queen, can I ask you a question, this Queen? This is weird. Why did you need Queen. scissors? Queen, <laughs> Queen, Queen, Queen. <laughs> Why was your shower broke this day? What was wrong with your shower on this fine whatever day it was? Nothing was wrong with the shower. He just had tissue stuck there. If I That's was so with my significant weird. other and she had tissue stuck in her ass, nothing in my brain would say, okay, let me go get some scissors to cut the tissue out of her ass. Okay, Why I would tell her to go scissors? take a goddamn shower. What if you would have cut his butt? Well, it was like it caught in the hair. So, like, he had hair in his butt crack. So How I long was his oh butt hair? Gosh. And why didn't you go get <laughs> Travis Nair? <laughs> I don't know. You're a good this woman. This is sad. This is why poor people shouldn't be in love. <laughs> You're a good woman. And <laughs> I just want to say... <laughs> You can't even afford no nair. You had to go get scissors to cut his long butt hairs. Oh, my Shower gosh. broke. I mean, then if you put nair there, then the hair and the nair is going to be stuck with the tissue. It would be worse. That's like What a- is wrong with the shower? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I was, wrong. I was in high school. That so. is love. I thought y'all was going to be talking about popping pimples and little things like that. I didn't know y'all was going to be all up in people's butts. <laughs> all right. Why do people think butts are so nasty? Because doo-doo comes out of them. So what? Doo-doo's nasty. I mean, you ain't eating the doo-doo. In this case, she was eating tissue, but they probably had doo-doo on it. This is is crazy, man. All right. Well, anyway, that is uh, Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. Listen, I do want to say, though, there is a moral to this story. The moral moral? of the story is, you know, I don't want someone who just sees the good about me. I want someone who sees the bad and nasty in me and still loves me. So you're not going to use deodorant? Mm. I use deodorant all the time. I don't know what happened in that Soldier Boy interview. I've never had that happen to me before, ever. I've never had armpit stains, okay? Maybe God did that because he understood the comedic effect that it would have, okay? I've never had armpit stains in my life. So Soldier had you under pressure. I don't know why my armpits were sweating. I really have no clue. Never seen that before. Big Draco! Big That's sweat, pe- big sweat stains. <laughs> All right, well, right, God. That was Freaky Friday. Right, it's God. the Breakfast Club. Now we got rumor report on the way. Charlemagne, what are we talking about? I have no idea. It's Angelie's rumor report. I just did that because Envy's not here. <laughs> oh, Angelie, what are we talking about? We are going to talk about cocaine um, mixed with blood. We'll tell you who was sniffing that because they were so desperate. All right, all that and more when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, we are talking about Steve-O from Jackass. Now, he did an interview with Graham Bensinger, and he talks about being so desperate to get high that at one point, he actually ended up snorting cocaine that had residue from HIV-positive blood splattered on it. Here's what he said. This is how just desperate and pathetic my... My addiction was that I sat there knowingly scraping up this tainted blood cocaine, and uh, I just I sat there and snorted it. Why was there, why was there residue from HIV positive blood on the cocaine? 
Well, his drug dealer was a guy named Everything, and he went to his house to buy drugs, and Everything, who also used drugs, was passed out, but he wasn't dead, and he would inject himself with cocaine, his uh, dealer, Everything, and there would be blood splatter on all over the place because of him injecting himself with the cocaine. So he actually went and tried to scrape up some of the cocaine that had some of the blood splatter on it. Now, last hour we talked about, uh, you know, this guy, Robert Croning, alleging that he got a girl pregnant because because she touched some clothes that he masturbated on. I'm, we know that's scientifically impossible. I know it has to be impossible to catch HIV from sniffing blood residue up your nose. Well, yeah, but I think he was just talking about how desperate he is, whether or not you know, the man was HIV positive. Sniffing uh, cocaine with blood residue on it, period, is pretty desperate. That is that is <laughs> very true. But he was just pointing out just how bad it was. And he's now 11 years sober almost. And he talked about a lot of different things like his favorite drugs. And uh, he said that he started drinking when he was only eight years old. So That's, that, that is actually a very sad story. I would, but, and, then you know, and you know Steve always s***ed the penis with some cocaine if it was that bad. All right, now let's talk about Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator. He's been having all kinds of legal issues, right? They said he was uh, writing bad checks, so he got in trouble for that. He bounced some checks to cover a $13,000 bill, and he got arrested. Well, now he's having some other issues, which is that he is getting evicted from his home in New York City. They're saying that he owes uh, money from August and from September. He was ordered out of the apartment last week. He's been given 10 days to vacate. So This is disgusting. All the pedophiles this man has saved the world from, all the kids this man has saved, you know, and now this man can't, don't even got a place to stay. America know, really don't know how to happened? treat his veterans, bro. We don't look at Chris Hansen like he should be having these issues at all. America really does not know how to treat his veterans. And I feel like the Catch a Predator still comes on TV now. Don't the reruns still come on every now and then? Yeah. He shouldn't he be making residual money? Wasn't he an executive producer of that show? I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he was bad with his money. Who knows? It's a bunch, of, a bunch of pedophiles in prison right now cheering when you told that story. All right. And Rob Kardashian, he is returning to Keeping Up with the Kardashians. He don't got nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, he's coming out of hiding. He's been having his own issues, and we're not going to... You know, discount the fact that he's been dealing with depression and all of that and skipping out of uh, seasons altogether. So maybe he's in a better space right now. Uh, we'll I don't see. know. If you're dealing with any mental health issues, I don't feel like uh, the Kardashian household is the place for you to be, especially if you want to be on TV. Because your issues are just going to end up being exploited. Now, Big Boy from Outkast has purchased the studio where Outkast first started their career, The Dungeon. He posted it on social media. New day, new lot, just cop The Dungeon. Um, so that's dope. You know, that's something that is uh, legendary. Yeah, I would feel like Big Boy would already have some ownership in the dungeon. Yeah, I mean, it was a hub for um, the production crew Organized Noise, and they did a lot of outcast stuff, and that's where they started their career, so he probably didn't have it at that time. Got you. All right, and Mike Tyson, he did an interview with Joe Rogan on his podcast talking about how he started owning his own tigers. We all know about Mike Tyson and his love for his tigers. Well, here's what he said. So I'm in prison, I'm talking to my car dealer at the time, and he has a car to belong to a friend of mine, and he's discussing if he doesn't pay for these cars, I'm going to sell these cars to somebody and get some horses and stuff. I said, what, you can get horses? And trade horses in for cars? And he said, yeah, man, you can get cougars, lions, tigers. I said, you do? Can you get me some tigers? Oh and then I, when God. I came home, I had those cubs right there waiting for me. You know, those tigers uh, were $70,000 to purchase, and it cost $4,000 a month to care for it, so it doesn't sound like a great investment. I never understood the point of wanting to buy a tiger. <laughs> like, 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 why? I don't even think tigers can be domesticated like that. 
Well, it just came to him, I guess. <laughs> Listen, right. you know how single you, you got to be to buy a tiger? Because, you know, you think about how they call women cat ladies when they're single. Oh, my so God. So they got little felines. You know how single, you got to be single, 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 single to buy a tiger. Well, you're going to see Mike Tyson this weekend, so just relax, okay? We don't want him to tell you to keep that same energy. No, I don't want no problem. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club. Now, as you know, DJ Envy is in South Africa. Charlamagne, you got the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Yes, the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards are tonight in uh, Burbank, California. A salute to my guy Bobby Bones, uh, Mario Lopez, Holly Fry. We're all hosting that together. And I, I love the fact that they're doing a podcast award because, you know, podcast is a legitimate, you know, form of media now. And I think that, you know, um, um, award shows validate whatever said medium is. So it's good that they're having this iHeartRadio podcast awards because it just shows the place that podcasts have in the culture right now. And I'm excited to be hosting that. The Breakfast Club got nominated for one, right? Yeah, because this is what I didn't realize. I didn't realize the Breakfast Club podcast was doing so many numbers until I was looking on the uh, the, the, the top 10 of, of podcasts on Apple, I think it might have been. And we were like number six. And I'm like, what the hell? Right. <laughs> Do we have money for that? No. I don't think so. Someone is. Well, no, some, well, but you know, but but I will say this. Media is changing at such a rapid pace that, you know, when 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 it's contract time again, all of that stuff can be added to our contracts. That's all. All right, is, well... All this stuff is happening in, in real time. Well, thank you to Lil Rel who came through today. He's at Caroline's all weekend, so if you're I'm, in the New York City area, make sure you go see Lil Rel. I miss my guy, Lil Rel. I'm going to come see him this weekend if the weather's not too bad, though. Because if the weather's bad, I'm telling you, I don't know. you got to be a real, real comedy guy to be sitting in Caroline's. That's in, actually in, a fun... I love being out when the weather's bad. you got to live in the city already, though. Yeah, it's a different type of feeling. I'll actually be in New Orleans this weekend. Shout out to my guy, Larry Murrow. It's our birthday party, our annual birthday party that we do um, every single year. So I'm headed out to New Orleans very bright and early in the morning. I saw that. Meek Mill is hosting that too, right? Yes, Meek Mill will be there. Um, Envy will be there as well. Who hosts more parties than Meek Mill? Does he host a lot of parties? What? Yo, Meek is... Meek is the bag. Go, listen, Meek is the go-to for every party promoter in America. But he's in demand. That's why. That's a good... Listen, that's a good feeling. I'm from the South, so I watched a lot of those guys come up in that way. That's why I, I respect Meek, because I, I I didn't see a lot of East Coast dudes on that circuit when I was coming up. It was always the Jeezys and the, you know, the T.I.s and those guys, the Plies, Boozy. Those guys were in the clubs heavy. But, you know, Meek is getting his back, so why not? And shout out to Alpha Gamma Lambda Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha. They're actually giving me an award tonight, the Media Advocacy, Advocacy Award. It's their seventh annual Living the Dream Awards reception. And they actually raise funds at that reception for their national program, Go to High School, Go to College, Legacy Scholars. They give mentorship for young men, including academic and financial support. So shout out to y'all. Thank you so much. I'm honored. I can't wait to make it there tonight as well. Where the hell do you put all these awards, G? You said what? I said, where do you put all these awards? Oh, you know what? I do have, like, a lot of... <laughs> Let me stop. But I do have a lot of awards. And I have a whole um, <laughs> thing, like, that holds all my awards. It's getting really crowded. Don't be humble, ye. <laughs> what would young Draco do? I do okay? have a lot of awards. I'm not going to lie. And then there's some things that I have to hang up, certificates and all kinds of recognition. It feels good. See? That's great. All right. Not, you won't ever have to be on Instagram demanding your respect in the future. <laughs> no, I think I still okay. might have to. Sometimes people forget. What would see? What would young Draco do? That's all I'm saying. Sometimes people forget. That's it. Now it's the world's most dangerous morning show. We'll be back with your positive note. 
Welcome to Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee, DJ Envy's in South Africa. Charlamagne is getting ready to host the iHeartRadio Music Podcast Awards. But right now, you got the positive note. Yes, man. Uh, salute to everybody who's in Bourbon, California. I'll see you tonight at the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. I heard Mike Tyson is going to be there. Woo. I've never met Mike Tyson in my life, so I'm looking forward to that. Don't, okay? joke, don't joke around with him too much. I'm, I'm really not. To be honest with you, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I come from that era where I remember when Mike used to snap on people. I don't know where Mike is at in his life. He's a cancer, so that means that he's hot and cold. He probably runs hot and cold just like I do because I'm a cancer. So, no, I don't know what mood Mike is going to be he can in. feed you to the pigeons. Exactly. Uh, but the positive note comes from my man, Wayne W. Dyer. I want y'all to remember this on this fine holiday, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. Wayne Dyer says, the more you see yourself as what you'd like to become and act as if what you want is already there, the more you'll activate those dormant forces that will collaborate to transfer your dreams into your reality. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? 